0: The Gym Channel podcast, bringing you the big picture of geoscientific information management through interviews and discussions. Welcome to The Gym Channel. Our podcast series features guest speakers from the natural resources industries with an interest in digital technologies and geoscientific information management. If you're enjoying our podcast series, please leave some feedback through our podcast player or on Apple Podcast. We love to hear from our community. Good morning, it's Stephen Alpers here. I'm your host for today. I'm here in Perth in Western Australia. Late last year, I was at the and All conference and I was listening to a number of speakers talking about the various, what the various companies are doing. One of the keynote speakers was Asmita Mahanta, and she was talking about data quantity, quality and possibilities. And when I heard Asmita's talk, I thought, well, this is exactly what our podcast listeners would like to hear. And so here we are today, Meeting with Asmita uh, for the next edition of the Gym Channel podcast. So, by way of introduction, Asmita Mahanta is the uh, manager of technical services and data integration at BHP WAIO, Western Australian INOR. Asmita started with BHP in 1997 with BHP minerals exploration exploring for base metals. She then joined uh, BHP Technology with the Falcon team doing the world's first airborne gravity gradiometer surveys and since 2006 Asmita has been working with WAIO uh, leading technical teams establishing technical standards data quality standards and processes and implementing technologies to uplift productivity and unlock resource value. A notable achievement has been implementing the Downhole Assay Tool in WAIO Geoscience. As META's passion lies in leading teams of technical specialists, RD strategy, innovation, pipeline generation, and data strategy for all body characterization. She's also passionate about building a team and process capabilities and gender diversity for GeoScience in the future. Asmita, welcome to Acquire's Jim uh, channel podcast.
1: Thank you, Stephen, and good morning. Um, we've been talking about this for a while. We have. So, yes, really great. Excited to be finally here.
0: Yes, exactly. Well, I'm very pleased to have met you at the Ionol conference last year. And could you please uh, introduce yourself again and just tell us a little bit more about your role as the manager of technical services and data integration at BHP?
1: Thanks. Um, in my current role, I lead a team of technical specialists. Um, it has a database specialists, geophysicists, geologists, metallurgists, geometallurgists, um, technical geologists. And Technical Data Analyst. So you can imagine our team works with data all day and every day. Yeah. Um, so we ensure that right data is collected and at the right time. Uh, we ensure that data quality um, is fit for purpose, ensure data integrity. And the team also supports realizing full potential from all the available data. Um, and we also provide another really important aspect of data, that's governance.
0: Yeah, got it. Yeah. Well, as a generalisation, some would say that we are swimming in data across the mining value chain, not just at BHP but across all of Acquire's customers. Uh, There is more information being captured than ever before, and data is coming from a wider variety of sources. Could you please give us your thoughts Uh, about if we are using data to its fullest potential across the mining value chain and expand on that with why and why not.
1: You are absolutely right. And I really like the term that's swimming in data because we are actually swimming in data. Um, We have sensors everywhere. Uh, if you go to a mine site, you'll, sen- you'll see sensor across all mining processes. Um, so, And technology has improved. Um, I don't know whether you remember, but when I was young, yeah. I had a floppy disk yeah. that can store only 120... Yeah, I do. Whatever. Was it megabytes? Yeah. Yeah, 120 megabytes of data. Yeah. And now,
0: yeah.
1: just imagine how much data we can actually store. It just vastly improved. Um, so we collect an enormous amount of data and we store an enormous amount of data. And some data is collected intentionally. We collect it for a specific reason, but all a lot of data is just collected. They are there because they are byproduct of some of the mining processes um, and throughout the value chain. Yeah. Um, So what happens is that in the second quality of the data, we're actually not sure what's the quality of the data. And um, hence, we're not actually sure how we can use the data. So the potential of the data remains unrealized.
0: Got it. So collecting data without necessarily having a clear plan for where it's going to go.
1: Exactly. And and sometimes the data is the byproduct. We need that sensor to be there for some reason, but then a whole lot of other data is collected as well. Um, So there is a huge potential there, um, which is yet to be realized to the full potential. Um, And I don't think we even have actually scratched the surface of all the possibilities. I'll give you one very small example. Um, You know, in the blast hole rigs, almost all the blast hole rigs these days have some sort of MWD, yeah. measure-while data yeah. sensors attached to it. Yeah. So if you think of it, um, we have got heaps of data coming from that. We have got rate of penetration, pull-down pressure, rotation speed, torque, air pressure, and a whole lot of other parameters are measured. And this information, if you think, not only can make the drill rig operation more efficient, and make the drill rig availability better through having a preventative maintenance regime. Yeah. But it can also provide you a lot of geological information.
0: Sure.
1: Um, so if you think of it, a well-calibrated MWD data, if we know the late rate of penetration, we can talk about the hardness. We can exactly. get the hardness. Got it. Um, so if you think of that, it's geological information and also input to subsequent um, other mining operations, a decision input. We can use that data. So, and um, we have started doing uh, using this data, but there are pockets of excellence. You can see a paper here and there, yeah. but it is still not an industry standard practice. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um,
1: and, and this is just a tiny one small example, and there are thousands other. Yeah. all across the mining value chain. Um, um, so... I definitely think we are not using the data to its fullest potential. Um, there is so much we can do, and I always uh, talk about one dream I have. Uh-huh. You know, just imagine uh, you going up to a hill yes. anywhere in Pilbara, picking up a piece of iron ore, yeah. and track it all the way yeah. from that hill to the port, right? Or to the customer, even better. Yeah, that would be wonderful
0: yeah to be able to track it the whole way the life cycle of that particular exactly yeah.
1: and if you can do that for the next deposit you don't need to go and drill all over again because you have already learned how that little piece of work, rock is going to behave through the value chain and your customers plant
0: and the more you do it the more you build up the picture
1: yeah you you you've build up your library of knowledge and Mm -hmm. you can actually use it to understand your next piece of rock better without having to do the same amount of work if we use our data smartly.
0: Got it, got it. Well, how can companies determine whether they are collecting and using the right amount of data?
1: Um, It's a little bit tricky question because um, we need to consider a few things. Um, to determine that we are collecting and using the right amount of data at the right time as well, uh, and the right data. So I guess a few criteria. Firstly, the criticality of the data. So are we collecting the right data in the first place? Um, so it is important to understand why, why are we collecting it in the first place? How are we going to use the data? So what is the problem we are trying to solve or, or the opportunity we are trying to explore here? So, and if we consider this question, it will lead us to understand are we collecting the right data? So, you know, it's important to have the most relevant data to build a story. At the end of the day, you're going to use that data to tell a story, um, be it for your project or um, understand your model. And so... And as we tell the story, when we see the gaps in the story, that will often lead us to get all the data we actually need to fill the gaps in our story.
0: Got it. That's a nice way of expressing it, using data to tell a story.
1: That's what we use our data. Secondly is the volume. Um, How much granularity our story needs, how much detail you need to tell. Mm to your audience and who's your audience as well so depending on the finer details that needs to be explored um, the amount of data requirement will change as well it will depend on the details we need mm-hmm. um, so but there's always optimal volume of data and beyond that value of more data kind of diminishes um, and then the third aspect is the population or the data range um, so so volume of data becomes ineffective if we don't consider the range. So, for example, if you if we want to talk about um, something about the whole population on the world, you can't just go and do your survey in one part of the world. You have to sure. consider the range. Yeah. Um, so the breadth or the range of distribution is also a very important aspect to consider. Um, So, the criticality of the data, the volume, and the population, and a waterproof story will tell us whether we have the right amount of data or not. Um, So, the other thing is that we often think that a lot of measurement or data can reduce the uncertainty associated with the data, Mm -hmm. but there is always a limit. Um, So, when there is a diminishing return on the more data, um, so Just having a large quantity of data is not going to counterbalance the effect of bad quality of data. So we got to remember that as well.
0: Yeah, got it. Good. Well, what are the key ingredients that companies need to think about to manage and use their data effectively?
1: Um, As a user of data and as someone who looks at data every day, um, the quality of the data underpins the value of the data um, so anyone who uses data should be able to ensure the quality of data should be able to say that this data yep. this is the quality of this particular data set um, so there must be a criteria unless you have a criteria you're not, not going to be able to talk about the quality and um, data validation process but importantly you know, this is something we always make the mistake. We validate the data, and then if we leave the data in an Excel spreadsheet, yeah. it's, we just kill that quality yeah. of the data. Yeah. Because all data that's validated data or anything we collect must have a home. Yeah. So where people can go and find the data, access that data easily. So the database and data storage, it is a very crucial step for good quality, reliable, and most importantly, sustainable data.
0: Yep. Okay.
1: Um, We're we're
0: seeing to the converted here. (laughs) We're on the same page. Yeah. But
1: this is what the frustrating, like we have people using data every day, but we still have to tell people the importance of having database and
0: data storage. Please don't keep your data in the Excel spreadsheet.
1: Exactly. Um, so, you know, and finally, the data access. Everybody mm-hmm. should be able to access the data. Yeah. It should be easy to access. And it should be ex- able to be extracted by multiple stakeholders um, across different parts of the value chain. Uh, unless we can do that, the true value of the data can never be realized.
0: Got it.
1: The, being able to connect data yeah. at different parts of the value chain is really important.
0: In our, from our point of view, we think about that in terms of dashboards and creating, making, making data available to people in, in a format that they can readily access and get to.
1: Exactly. So, you know, in summary, if we can establish channels custody for our data, mm-hmm. know where data is coming from, if we can demonstrate the accuracy and precision of our data, we have a database, mm-hmm. one source of truth, mm-hmm. where we can access the data. Um, I think we are in a reasonably good
0: place. Yeah, yeah, good. Well, what types of data do you believe are the most important? And, uh, and at what stages of the mining value chain uh, does this data sit?
1: Yeah. Um, see, all data is important for the purpose they serve. Um, I'm a geoscientist. I'm a geophysicist. Yeah. So I am a bit partial and biased towards geoscience data. Because if you think of mining value chain, Um, It actually starts with exploration and resource definition. It is all about resources in ground. Yeah. You know, the geology, the structure, the whole body. Um, And um, resources typically make up 60 to 90% of a company's uh, business value.
0: Yeah.
1: And the remaining value we actually realize through our extraction process and obviously the market. So I believe we should put a lot of effort on getting the early deposit knowledge yeah. and uh, ensure that we maximise the value across the value chain. Unless we do that well, yeah. we will always miss something.
0: It's all those original observations and measurements. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So how do companies ensure that they are maintaining that quality to feed uh, to feed the decision makers along the mining value chain?
1: I won't say that we all do it perfectly. We are still learning and getting better at it. But the first step is that um, we need to have a database. We need to have our data stored yep. um, in a central location. We need to have a um, governance system. And um, it's all about system and processes. Yeah. Um, to place um, That has to be in place to ensure the integrity of the data and also... Other equally important thing which we often neglect is the right capability in the business yeah, to yeah. support it.
0: Yeah. Um, I always talk about people, process and technology. Exactly. And the most important component being the people. Exactly. They are the, they are the vast majority of the solution. Yeah. yeah. All right. So thinking about where we're going, um, what do you uh, what do you see as future challenges to harnessing the power of data?
1: Yeah. Um, I always say the first challenge is to make sure that we have the right data, we have enough data, and the good quality data. So the data integrity and the quality is Mm -hmm. non-negotiable before you go and try to do anything with your data. Um, I think secondly, the requirement for an integrated and secure data platform, database, um, and associated system where data can be seamlessly accessed by everyone, and it can be integrated. Um, and then the collaboration. And this is the thing I think we are still learning. Um, you know, at the end of the day, the problem we are trying to solve, um, or, or the opportunity we are trying to create, um, and and obviously it will depend on the depend on the dimension of the problem, how big is this problem. We need a lot of technical SMEs work together. Um, so they need to have the domain knowledge. And um, the the quality of that work will depend on how well people can collaborate, how well they can get each other's thoughts, each other's data, and work together to get to the solution. So the culture of collaboration, because we still have this culture of working as silos, yeah. so we must break that and everybody must work together. Everybody that requires to yeah. solve that problem should be able to yeah. come together yeah. and work together with a team.
0: Yeah, you're talking about team leadership and bringing people together. Yeah, the,
1: the collaboration. You know, you know if, if you have a small problem, you can probably lift it with your two hands and push it through. But if there is a big thing to move, you need lots of hands to push it.
0: Yeah, nicely yeah. said.
1: <laughs> Go so, And then comes the communication. Um, You know, at the end of the day, we are telling a story. Um, Data will never speak for itself. Someone got to pack it, put it together, and then tell the story to the stakeholders. And uh, we often think that everybody can do that. But no, it is a skill. And more we move away from our traditional modeling and go into that world of, you know, predictive analytics, data, neural data network, we need to be able to talk about it. We need to be able to tell our stakeholders and decision makers all aspects of the story. Otherwise, you know, coming something from the black box as a decision maker, people will be hesitant. So that communication becomes even more important. And then again, I keep saying that finally, that um, building capability and that kind of lies at the center. You know, in order to fully harness the power of data, we need to be able to uh, define the requirement of the data, we need to be able to understand the quality, and then we need to be able to bring everybody together to collaborate Um, and uh, then present. The solution yeah uh, so that that's kind of the 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 challenges that we have at the moment
0: got it well thanks uh as that's been a really interesting talk it's just a very quick podcast that we've done today and i feel that we've really only uh, glimpsed uh, the tip of all of the topics that we that we could be going uh, talking about and perhaps we'll have to do more podcasts in the future Uh, I just wanted to say thank you so much for your time today. Uh, In closing statements, anything you'd like to talk to our podcast listeners about?
1: Everyone who's using data, make sure you understand the quality of the data um, and um, look at your systems and processes and um, keep doing the good work to harness the the power of data and you know, the possibilities it can bring.
0: Terrific. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening to Acquire's podcast, The Gym Channel. Find us
1: at acquire.com.au.